Hello, good evening or good afternoon and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. Welcome to episode 220. Uh, we will be reviewing Roma's 4-1 win in Sardinia uh, and makes it three wins in a week and Roma elevate themselves into the top 10 of the Serie A table uh, before the wonderful October international break. Uh, I'm your host, Scott Monroe. I'm feeling and sounding a lot better um, the last couple of podcasts. So both myself and Joey, who is with me today, have been a bit under the weather, but we're both feeling a lot better. Joey, how are you? And happy Canadian Thanksgiving. Ah, thank you, Scott. It's been uh, it's nice to have the Monday off, especially after what you mentioned us feeling under the weather the last few days. So, uh, feeling a lot better. I think Roma Roma helped me uh, uh, feel even greater yesterday. So, and I was able to celebrate it off with uh, with Thanksgiving. So, all in all, it's been it's been a good weekend and feeling better. You everything uh, everything great? You've been telling me the weather is still warm out there. Oh yeah, it's uh it's twenty two degrees in the UK. When in the part of the UK in the southwest I'm in at the moment. And I went out for a walk yesterday afternoon before the game, got myself a coffee from our local Tesco's and it was twenty degrees, nineteen, twenty degrees. So the weather's taken a nice turn before it gets cold in a couple of weeks. That's where I think a lot of people are getting ill at the moment where in the UK, we've been having cold weather for about a week and then it shoots off to being warm again and then it gets really cold again. It's just weird. Yeah, same here. Uh, that's where I think I got sick. I, I don't usually get sick. I'm not one to have like uh, sinus or allergies or get a cold very often unless it's some sort of bad bug going around. But I feel a lot of us here were, were going through the same thing. We had you know, degrees up until 25, 28 in October when it was about 10 degrees a few days before that, and now it's backed out to 10 degrees. So the massive change of weather caused it for everyone, but luckily we're, we're all better now and glad to hear you're better and can't wait to speak about the wonderful victory yesterday. So let's go into it, and thank you so much, and thank you that you're feeling better um, because we don't want a third podcast in seven days when we're talking about illnesses in the world that we live in at the moment. Um, for one, it, I noticed before we go into this, I've noticed two things from the Serie A weekend that I've watched. I think we probably watched the, the two games yesterday. I noticed someone getting booked when the ball was dead, which was quite funny. It was a bad challenge. And also a player getting not getting booked after celebrating a goal when taking his shirt off, but then he got booked for a bad challenge afterwards. <laughs> Which is very, very strange. And then we got to see some madness in the Genoa Milan game, which we were talking about on Saturday. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yesterday, the, <laughs> we'll start off, I guess, with the refereeing. I I didn't like how the refereeing was. Uh, I mean, you're talking about the dead ball and Paredes uh, wiping out know. Nandez. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, it should. I, I don't know. I just think Sosa, uh, Sotza. Uh, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it correctly. Was 
was really bad and was losing control of the game. And that dead ball situation was the one we talked about. I remember very clearly. I was like, how do you give him a yellow for that? The play is dead. I know it's not a great challenge and he's known to do those, but it's it's still not a yellow for me. So uh, I don't know. The referee that game was was losing the plot a bit. But regardless, Scott, and I mean, we'll, we'll get into the details. I'm glad uh, Roma came up with a big away win. Oh, definitely. Uh, you did watch the Lazio-Atalanta game. Yeah, I did. That yeah, that Vecino, sorry, Matthias Vecino, he should have been sent off. Should have been booked that's for. That's baffling. That Osato was the ref, so of he, course. he he didn't book him for to whipping his shirt off. Good goal, by the way. Good third ball run, third man run. Good header um, for, across to him from Pasai. But and then he gets booked for a foul. Was it on Martin Darun? Yeah, he, yeah. Right he, in front of Sari, and Sari gets sent off. But Vecino should have been booked, and that's, that's two yellows. But, and then we got to see the Magic might get sent off on Friday, uh, Saturday night, uh, with that crazy ending to the Genoa Milan game, which was an awful game up until the last 13 minutes, inclu- including the dubious goal from Pulisic, which could have been a handball, but, if I speak, I'm in trouble. I don't want to upset Milan Twitter. Um, but no, uh, we'll talk about yesterday's game in Sardinia because um, I saw John and Andy were talking about this on their pod, which they put up, uh, which I saw on YouTube. Um, the purge game. This could have been a purge game for Roma. Um, two wins in a week before going to, to Sardinia yesterday to play the bottom of the team. But after a pretty much a slow sort of five ten minutes, just came out of the blocks, scored two goals in a minute, took control of the game, defended well, scored four goals from five shots on target. We had the Dabala injury, which is unfortunate because it looked like a, a clash of knees with Plati. Um but Andrea Bellotti looks a total different player when he when he looks fit, hungry and scoring goals took his goal brilliantly yesterday and then we've just got Romelu Lukaku who's just an unbelievable start to the season for Roma Joey 4-1 uh Calorie had a bit of a fight back at the end penalty by Nandez absolutely blasted down the middle but three wins in a week good win um Roma really asserted themselves in, in a game they on paper, and I think we talked about it the other day, they could have lost, but you don't play games on paper, you play it on the field, but a good win overall. And what were your thoughts on yesterday's performance? Yeah, it uh, it was a perfect way to end the week going into the international break. Like you said, it could be, uh, as the Italians say, a purgino. So a great purge, you know, given Claudio Ranieri playing in that stadium, playing a guy like Eldor Shmurdov who could come off the bench and score when he usually doesn't. But against us, his old team, there's always those possibilities. So we said it in the preview that um, it could be one of those trap games is what we mentioned. One of those games where everything's going well and then there's all these things different things coming your way and then well you don't get the results you want but Roma showed us the complete opposite this is their first away win 
since that Torino game of last season in April. So we've waited, we've waited quite a while, um, and we did it. We dominated. It wasn't just a scrappy win by a goal. We went there and we scored four goals, and I was at ease. I didn't need to call any cardiologist. I didn't need to, you know, be pissed off of how they perform. They they just did it brilliantly from uh, Bellotti coming in and carrying some of the weight uh, finally this season with a wonderful goal uh, given Dybala got injured from the wing backs again with two assists from someone we questioned, uh, I questioned, sorry, like Awar, what was going on um, previous few weeks, comes up with a big goal uh Performing RXG over it again by 0.7, like we mentioned off pod, 3.33 was expected goals um, from one of the sources I saw, and we scored four. So as long as we score at the mark, we're we're always going to be winning more games than losing or dropping points. And scoring four goals on five shots just shown that this season we have been much more clinical I don't know if you saw, Scott, but we actually have the second most goal scored in Serie A. And the only one that passes, the only one that's in front of us is Inter. And that's due to Lataro Martinez. So, you know, I'm not saying to take Lataro out of the team, but you remove his four goal game, which doesn't happen very often, or his torrid start, which again is something. Um, that's a little more rare these days. Like you don't get somebody that scores that much in that little game. He's been phenomenal, but you know, if he plays like he does every other season, which is great, but not at this historic pace, uh, you, you're right up there with first place. But again, we scored 19 goals in our first eight games, whereas last year we only had 10. We had nine goal difference, and I don't care if Empley was one of the games scoring seven goals. We still scored seven that game in 19 we've never scored seven in our the last time we spoke about it was 2006 so we're we're scoring goals and this is with to me with a uh, Dybala that hasn't been at 100% or hasn't been playing up to his full level of last season so far and I feel a little it is a negative that he got injured um the positive is I I don't know if you uh read about it but the maximum of his stop is uh, one month, but it could be only up to 20 days, So, which is really, really assuring. So uh, they say he'll re- he'll really try to be back for Inter, which is actually 20 days from time. Mm-hmm. And if not, it would be um, the week after with Lecce and then for sure the Derby. So that's really reassuring. Same with Pellegrini. He's going to need a month. But now I feel more confident <coughs> that we have other players who are stepping up. So... When you risk, sorry to interrupt, wouldn't you just say, just get you fit for the derby or for Lecce beforehand? Yeah, so Dybala 100% will be ready and fit for the derby, which is the 12th of November. Yeah. Um, if, but in most, most likely he'll be ready to play maybe a bench roll from Lecce. Yeah. And they're saying he will try for Inter, which is the week before the 29th, which is exactly 20 days from now. Yeah, that's the that's straight after the Slavia Prague. Yeah, so uh, for sure yeah. he's missing the next two, which is Monza and Slavia Praha. But Scott, you know, I know it's a negative, but um, and I wrote this to you. 
I feel again more confident that we will score. We will still be able to score without him. I'm not saying as much, but we still can score, which is what I like to see. Like him, him last year getting injured in a game where we're up two um, zero against uh, Cagliari. I don't feel we would be scoring in the second half. That's just how we were. Lap. But this year, it's, uh, we're just totally different. We've we've gotten more assists from wingbacks this season. I'm pretty sure than all last season already, and we're only in October. I'm. It's not a stat I've checked, but I will go and check that because I'm almost sure we have. So we're at a nine goal difference in scoring, and I think the defense is getting better. I think I thought Indica had a much better game today. Um, Tough environment, regardless of who the team is. I know they gave up a goal, but to me, giving up a penalty very late, you still did your job. You know, overall, it was on a handball, which like, was a handball. Yeah, it was a handball for sure. It just, it's not, it's not a stupid goal you concede. To me, it's, it's one of those. I'm not gonna say lucky, but it's one of those incidents that just hits your hand. It's unlucky for Cristante. Plus, we get all those defenders back after international break, so we can only. To me, we can only be better on defense. So if we can find a way to work in every department besides the, you know, besides Patricio, which to me is the one hope I, I just don't have, I think we're we're in good shape. I mean, Lukaku, if continues his form, Scott, we're going to be scoring goals every game mm. with uh, with ease. I mean, he's he's the third. I think he's the third leading scorer in Italy, and he missed the first three games. I mean, you don't count the Milan game. He came on very late. Um, you want to count the 20-minute appearance, sure, whatever, but I, I barely count it. But after the break, so he missed the first three games, and he's still third in goals. He's only one behind Osimhen, and obviously he's about five behind Lataro uh, Martinez. Uh, it's tremendous. He scored seven goals in eight games. So every, I feel confident every time he has a touch on the ball, we have a chance of scoring. So it just, I, I I was just happy to see like a dominant away win against a team that's given me PTSD in that stadium over the years. So uh, I can't say anything wrong. I'll give a shout out to everybody. Karsdorp, Spinazzola, wonderful assist. Bove had a really good game in the midfield. He had five tackles, more than almost double of any other player. Yeah, just... Phenomenal performance. I, I can't say anything wrong about one player yesterday. So sorry to rant on, but you know it's good to see this. It's good to see how they performed, and I, I'm glad they were able to do this and you know give us a win before the international break. Can I mention a couple of players? I will want to mention Lukaku. Um, he's given Roma's attack a bit of a presence, hasn't he? Because I, I looked at the XG for his goal, his first one. 0.93 from the Karsdorp cross. That is on the Understat website. Um, great ball in from Karsdorp. I feel that he is Roma's best attacking outlet down the right-hand side. Um, I do like Celic. I think if you're playing a big club, Celic comes in because Celic did well against um, Servette on Thursday. I actually th- had to think there with two assists and he also played in the back three. But Lukaku, he's got this presence about him and I knew he was going to score his second just by the way 
the ball fell to him and the control. You could see it. And I, I swear I saw a couple of the substitutes already celebrating. You knew he was going to score. Everything he's touching is, is turning into gold at the moment for Roma. Yeah, it is, Scott. I was the same way. As soon as he took the touch or put it to his left foot at that uh, great angle, I already put my hands up. Even before the shot came in, I already put my hands up. I'm like, he scored. I'm like, he scored. And I I don't know. I haven't had this confidence in a, in about a, a year and a half. Like even when Abraham scored, Scott, to me, those 27 goals, um, even when he scored all those goals the first year, I still felt like he missed a lot more. But it was his first season, and he still scored 27. But then we saw what happened in second season and Bellotti. I, I still like Abraham, but again, it's just it's a it's a different class for me. I'm sorry to say for Abraham, it's just it's a different class. I, I and even Lukaku's the the type of player to miss like easy chances. I get it. It's just to say, you think that's bad? Look what we have to have watched the last year two or years, so. Two years, yeah, yeah, two years. Even though Abraham scored a lot, I still think we missed a lot more. I think Lukaku gets that sort of you know meme about him. It's because he he's such a he's such a big name. So obviously, people when there's a miss, they're they're gonna definitely spread it all over social media and etc. But again, you watch Abraham and Balotti last season. It makes Lukaku look like uh, uh, gold. So every and you're right. Everything he touches has been has been brilliant or in the back of the net. It's very few. He had another chance yesterday, which he kind of scuffed. But again, he's making that chances because he's bullying the defender. He literally just pushed the defender on the ground, and he had that scuffed chance. Like he's giving that presence off, and that's making everyone do better around him. He um he should have shot that chance he had basically on one-on-one where he carried it from his own half. Yeah, he should have. He definitely should have. I, I agree. I think he passed that off, but yeah, it's, I mean, he does well. And he's going to, uh, like I said in the summer, when we were talking about would he fit, um, I, would he fit, I, I said, I'm pretty sure he would. And I remember us discussing, you know, the striker option. And I said, I'd rather have him than Skamaka, Morata, mm-hmm. or um, uh, Zapata. And I'm glad I, you know, I stuck to what I've said from that point because I don't think anybody would score. Any of the other strikers were rumored to come to Rome this summer. I don't think they score, you know, seven goals in eight games like he has and has such a presence. And like like I mentioned, he's had such a presence, I think, on everybody else. You know, assists are coming in more from other players. And I think that's also due to them being being him being able to finish. Like, Karsdorp's cross, Scott, last season, I don't think any of our strikers are scoring. No, they're all behind the ball. They're all behind the ball. Or uh, Abraham will try to head it awkwardly if he is to the ball. And they'll Abraham go wide will try to head it awkward, awkwardly yeah. and miss the net. Yeah, and lose balance. That That's how I feel about it. So he's uh, such a difference maker. And if we can just figure out the defense, I think we will definitely battle for our objectives we don't seem to be relying on one player we're getting goals from everywhere Awar chipped in again yesterday right good goal so, good goal yeah great assist great assist from Spinazzola who had a really good game I thought 
Me too. And great spacing uh, from Awar. Great awareness of knowing where the offside was and to take that ball first time. Like that all matters. Like, you know, if you're offside, which I've seen countless times where, you know, we, we don't time a play right, that you don't score that. So uh, Paredes too, he's not Matic in terms of that physical dominant presence. I get it. They might worsen the midfield. But like I said, with the ball at his feet, the guy, the guy has... He's kind of he's sort of he's definitely silence critics. He had two assists yesterday, which were brilliant. So uh, can't really fault him for yesterday, and he's put up more good performances than bad. And this is all with our best, our most informed midfielder having to play, you know, center, center back, center back. So it's it's good times. It's really it's uh, it's good it's good to be a little more positive nowadays, knowing that. Uh, we can do this against the small teams and let's see now that we're figuring it out, let's see how we do it against the bigger teams uh, in the future, especially with Lukaku's presence. Um, I will mention Paredes in a minute. Um, well, you mentioned it was a trap game. We'll try and make the second Fetty Wap um, note in, the, in, in two podcasts where it's not, it wasn't a trap queen performance. Every time, every time Lukaku scores, I'm, I've got my way stuck in my head. <laughs> Especially when he scored the second one yesterday, I was like, "Baby, won't you come my way?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I have his salute and the the finger to the mouth every time he scores. Uh, that's what I. Have. He only I have- did it once yesterday because he scored the first one in st- right in front of the fans who racially abused him four years ago. Yeah, yeah, I notice. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll always do it that one time in front of those. I, I've noticed this, but if he gets a second, I, I think he won't. But I'll, I'll do it every time for him. Don't worry. So, can we um, can we talk about the Argentinian hatchet Matt, who's playing a resemblance, wearing a number sixteen shirt in honor of Daniele De Rossi, and input has been putting in Daniele De Rossi esque performances recently. Um, I was a bit umanaring about it in the summer. I was the same over Lukaku, and I'm happy to be proven wrong. And I am being proven wrong because I thought Lukaku was would probably not be the right fit, and he's proven me wrong. And I'm happy to have egg on my face. Um, Renato Sanchez is on the injury table, so we I can take a a small victory over that, but I think he'll become a good player for Roma. But Paredes, we've got the second second coming of uh, Leandro Paredes. Um, put in probably one of the worst challenges that I've seen when the ball was dead, which we talked about earlier, but two, one of the two best assists, including the assist for um, Bellotti's goal, was outstanding. And it still baffled me that that goal went to VAR, even though he was miles onside, but Paredes, after I would say a slow, sloppy start to his second Roma career, has played really well, especially in the last three, four games. Yeah, it bar, really bar, has. bar the Genoa game, I, no one played well. So. Yeah, no one played well for sure. No, he definitely has. The one thing you can say to criticize before we get into all the positive, you're right, is the the challenge, and he does a few of those, which I think he should sometimes just stay on his feet, uh, but. Uh, Scott, maybe it's not just him, but I find um, I find like if you ever watch Argentina play, I find a lot of them tackle that way. Like, do you yeah. go for like these 
big, big, yeah, big challenges. It's like win the ball or get a card type of challenge. Like they like to go in for a lot of these sliding tackles. I, I just think one thing I'll say is that I, I think he he should maybe learn to stay on his feet a little more. But apart from that, I mean, yeah, he's uh, he's had shades of De Rossi even with the tackling. Like um, I, I I loved his first assist, and I I saw when I saw the second assist, I'm like, wow, I don't think we again. I know I'm referring to uh, negative seasons, but I don't think we see that from someone else last season. So that just, just a vision one time pass it into Lukaku's stride for me was, was brilliant. Um, first assist was so accurate to, to hit Bellotti so he can control it. And he had to do a little bit of work Bellotti, which was nice. And then the second assist, all Lukaku had to do was just touch it, touch it to himself forward at the right angle and then slot it home and which he did brilliantly, but he's been, he's been well, he's a uh, even Mourinho said he likes when the ball is at his feet, and so do I. He's he's proven me wrong a little. I was definitely skeptical from his first time around, from um, from his times at PSG and Juventus, where they didn't really have the the greatest uh, you know the greatest uh, report about him. And he came in here. He's worked very hard, and I. I I, overall, I can I can say it's been very positive so far, and I mean one of the assets is knock on wood is he's able to play every game and he's able to play ninety minutes. Like you know, we don't see that as often from some of the bigger players because we are Roma, so we have injury problems. But he's done brilliantly, and I really enjoyed his two assists yesterday. And yeah, uh, he's he's definitely putting egg on my face. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I think he's proven a little bit of everyone a bit wrong. I think he's... Did he play 90 minutes or close to 90 minutes on Thursday? Didn't he get taken off for Chalik yesterday? Yeah, he got taken off uh, close towards the end when Um, game is over. I think uh, Chalik was playing like a... Yeah, he was playing a DM role. DM role, yeah. (laughs) So, right... Yeah, didn't Roma end the game with Pagano, Celic, and Bove in centre midfield? Yeah, they did. Oh, the only one, Scott. I um, I don't. We don't have to segue this yet, but the only one I didn't understand not getting any minutes was Asmund. Asmund, yeah, I was thinking the same. Give him twenty minutes when it when it was four 0 Just give him twenty minutes, just to get more minutes onto the pitch. I think they probably do that when games are won. Well, Roma's next game is evidently against a team who are doing really well this season. Again, it's Monza, isn't it? And that's yeah. after the international. That That's the, for me, it's the 11.30 a.m. kickoff. For you, is that hard? Oh, is that when the clocks go back? No, uh, it's going to be 6.30 for me. 6:30. So yeah, the clock, yeah, the clock so. will be probably back by then. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's going to be uh, early morning. If I can't wake up, Scott, like I always tell you, I I won't message you. I won't message you. Oh, uh, my phone, gone. my phone will be on do not disturb, so I won't be able to see a single message. I'm going to probably watch a replay of it uh, in the morning when when I wake up. But yeah, I would like to. I would like to see Asmoon. Uh, gotten minutes yesterday, but Mourinho mentioned he said. I know we get all scared with Dybala, but he mentions that Lukaku, for him to be Lukaku, he needs to play. He needs to play yeah. a lot. Yeah. So, 
And maybe he's right. He played a full 90 yesterday, which I, I don't see why he had to, but he played a full 90. Uh, I I mean, at 4-0, when he scored that goal, Scott for me, at that point, take him off, put an Asmoon, see what he can do. Uh, maybe he'll work with him. I I don't know if he's getting called up for the international break, Asmoon. If he's not playing in the, the, the cup in uh, January. He, I think when I had Neymar on, I think him and the Iranian national team, yeah, it's, I think they probably are not seeing eye to eye at the moment. Yeah, so he should be in Rome during the international break. Maybe it gives him an, an extra solid couple weeks. Weeks for more training, to yeah. Yeah, to work with Asbun and then we'll start seeing him. We're going to need him. We don't have Dybala for a month. So we're, we're definitely, and to me, the Balati El Sharari pairing to me is the only thing that hasn't been working so well so far. So you might need Asmund to come in and play some important minutes. So I, I hope they get a solid two weeks together for him um, to, to get working and to see him play a little more uh, after the international break. I completely agree. So, Going into October's international break, are you feeling a, a little bit more at ease now with this Roma side? They're slowly cobbling together some Ws, three wins in a week. Like we said after the, the, the game against Frosinone last week, we need to pick up these consistent consistent wins. And we've seen two after the Frosinone game, so the win over Servette and the win yesterday. That's 10 goals scored in three games in all comps and just one conceded. This is the run that I think most Roma fans would have wanted earlier in the season. But bit by bit, after the humbling away in Genoa, which in all didn't take anyone like a back of surprise anyway because of the reports yesterday that they, he could have been sacked and then, then he could have been sacked if they didn't away, win away in Sardinia yesterday but are you a bit more at ease now especially going into the games in October and in early November? Yeah I am and I think uh, Mourinho has um, done well being I know he's always under pressure but I, I think he was even more under pressure I don't think I mean, I didn't believe in the report about him um, thinking to be sacked when it first came out on Corriere dello Sport, which, you know, you, you believe who you want as journalists and the one who came out with it, I didn't believe it. But the one reported by Di Marzio, which I do believe and he's credible from Sky, he did say that the Freakins did think of sacking him, not about a replacement, just after after the general game, they did have initial thoughts to sack him. So that puts a lot of pressure on Mourinho. And I think he delivered well. I mean, he got three wins from that uh, on a perfect week. So um, we're starting to slowly see Roma come together more and more. Still a few things to fix. Um, the only one that I have questions, Scott, is is, goal, is obviously the goalkeeper. It's, uh, it's in nets. It's my only going to be my only question for the whole year. Um, we sh- I shared you that statistic yesterday that I was telling you, and that's the only thing that doesn't keep me at ease is that uh, goals conceded um, and taking out the expected goals against, and uh, Patricio sitting it was was sitting at a minus four point six. We conceded four more than what's expected, or 
4.6, so between 4 and 5. And that's the worst in the entire league. The entire, entire league. So there's not one goalkeeper that has it worse than him statistically in that department. And it's it's a pretty good stat to kind of judge of how a keeper is doing. So, But beyond him, I think with Indica improving, uh, you get Smalling and Urente back. I think the defense will get better. That boosts mm. the midfield because not only is Paredes doing pretty well, Awar hopefully finds his own, own. That goal should help him. Confidence, we need that. Pellegrini replacement. Bove, really impressing. Not only myself, but the coaching staff. And you get back Cristante in the midfield. And then, um, although you're missing Dybala, you have Lukaku, who's scoring at a crazy rate. The best is Batistuta did when he scored eight and six. So, yeah, I'm pretty... I'm, it's looking pretty good in all departments, and that's the thing. They just got to keep it up after the international break, and I, I, I think they will. So I'm I'm a little more confident and a little more at ease going forward. Yeah, same here. Like, we had to pick up these wins after the Genoa debacle. It, was not, it, it had to be done, or we could be staring down the barrel or something like, could he be sacked or a releg- not relegation dogfight, but hovering above the relegation zone. But... Game by game, it's got better and better. Like the game against Frosinone was a bit nervy at times, but they got they scored at the right times. Um, Servette was a brilliant second half performance. Yesterday was I felt like a complete performance, bar five minutes at the end where Kari scored right near the end with a penalty. But I think that was one of Roma's better mature performances away from home in recent times. Like as you said. It was Roma's first win away from home since Easter Saturday in Serie A, which was against Torino, which was in that 1-0 game where Dybala scored a penalty early on. Um, That was during the Europa League run to the final, which we still don't talk about. Um, But no, things are looking up and it's looking a bit more at ease on the pitch. And also, Joey, two wins out of two with a new shirt sponsor. Yes, it is. Uh, if we win one more game, we're already going to equal our SPQR run of 15 games. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it's just SPQR, but we are we are awful in, in that when we have that on our shirt. I love it, design, aesthetically. I love the kit with it. The third kit looked brilliant, oh, uh, which did. I think is my favorite kit. I think the third kit this year is my favorite, which is the one I, I want to purchase. But besides that, uh, you know what? Well, we actually have the sponsor. <laughs> we want two games. We want two games with it scoring uh, eight goals. So I uh, truly, truly that, that SPQR is just a curse. <laughs> I want to rip it off. I never want to see it on the jersey <laughs> again. But yeah, two and two. Um, can't complain. Money's coming in from the sponsorship and we're winning games. So it's a uh, it's a good time and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun times ahead. Is we didn't really touch on it last in the last episode. Is it twenty five million over two years? Yeah, so uh, twelve and a half per season. That's not too bad, actually. I did see. All right, I, I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was pretty much in a daze for most of Thursday and Friday, so I didn't. I was a little bit under the weather, so I didn't read too much or stayed off social media. So. Yeah, uh, two wins out of two in the new shirt sponsor. 
money coming into the club. It's looking a bit rosy. Um, do you have anything else to add, Joey, before we wrap this up? Yeah, Scott, I, I wanted to see if you uh, you noticed this. It kind of made me laugh. Um, do you know what's going on with the um, with the Expo of 2030 and the whole situation with um, with uh, uh, Rome, Lazio being upset with Roma that they took Riyadh, who's our competitor for well, Rome's competitor for the Expo of 2030. It's something about and- a shirt sponsor, isn't it? And then. Lazio, yeah. yeah, Lazio is a wonderful owner who likes to stick his foot in his mouth from time to time. Yeah, some things. Yeah, he did. I don't know if you noticed, but the the Lazio game they had an advertisement at the Olympic. I Bowl. did. I noticed this yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is a competitor to to uh, to Rome and Lazio for the Expo twenty thirty. So, ah, uh, it just made me laugh, and I'm. I'm just happy when when some of these things happen to that team because uh, that that Lotito to me is just I don't know he's just he's just a different human. It's just funny to see. So I just wanted to know if you noticed that. It just made me laugh over the weekend of how how much they can uh, you know say one thing and then do another and just seem like absolute hypocrites at times. So uh, that's all. That's all I wanted to mention. Um, I've just got one thing to add. Um, so there's, there's rumours of Rudy Garcia being sacked, which is no surprise after his awful start at Napoli. Have you seen who's been linked with the job? I saw Conte, uh, Tudor, Tudor and Giampaolo, I think. Marco, if Marco Giampaolo gets that job, his agent is one of the best miracle workers in the game of football. Well, he might be in contentions if it's really them three, Scott, because Conte will not come mid-season, and I'm pretty sure he's he has a hard head. Conte, he will not change his mind. The fourth, um, the fourth I'm one is Graham it's not Potter. Tudor. It's the fourth. Sorry, to interrupt. The fourth person to be linked is Graham Potter. Oh, that I didn't notice. Oh, that I didn't see. I only saw the other three. Okay. Um, I don't think Conte will come, and I hope it's Giampaolo if it is, because I obviously I want Roma to surpass them, so I'd rather them get the, the worst coach possible, which to me, I, I think Tudor would kind of scare me. He would uh, definitely I, I like, scare me in Napoli. I think he'd do good things. He'll do good things. He's a very good coach. That's all I wanted to add on to that, but I've, I've got nothing else to add. Um, we've been well, going... Scott, I, um, before... Yeah, before you end it, I, that's what I was saying. I was worried. I wanted Garcia to kind of be there when we play Napoli, but we only play Napoli, I think it's in December, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think we only play around, around that brutal schedule where we play four really hard teams at, yeah. in a row. Yeah, that's not far away. It's, what is it, December, just before after we play Atalanta and Juve? Was it before? Yeah, exactly. So we won't. We w- we might not have a chance to play uh, against Garcia and uh, Garcia coaching Napoli, so we might have a new coach. They might have a new coach by then. We'll have to wait and see because this is international break is just upon us, and we could be seeing some serious sackers. I wouldn't be surprised if you see one or two. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Ranieri might get the chop soon, which would be a shame. But two points from eight games is not a great start. It's not a great. St- way to start the season isn't it no it isn't i think in ranieri's case i mean it's 
he's not working with much. Um, I Very look at true. Team, uh, you know, compared to Napoli, like Garcia, I see Garcia is one that I understand the sacking if it were to happen because the way Napoli are playing, even though sometimes they get wins, it just it's not great. Um, they might get a win, Scott, but they don't look great getting the win. They just are just so much better. The other team is so much worse, and that is certainly overseas, and it's unsustainable. But I don't think Ranieri is working with anything at Cagliari. I think he's working yeah. with, besides Lavumbo, uh, he's not much. No. Who, who was it that got subbed? Who was had one? Suleimana. Uh, Suleimana, yeah. He I had think... one of the worst, worst performances in a half, and he didn't even last a half that I have seen from a player in a very, 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 very long time. I think that yellow card early on sort of lingered on him, and he could have been sent off. It baffled me that Nita Nandes didn't get yellow carded earlier. Because he was like a bull in a china shop. He looked angry all the time. Oh, and he always does, for sure. Yeah. But no, um, I think that's pretty much it, Joey. We've we've had a busy three weeks. We've done six pods. And we're going into the international break where it's going to be, after that, it's going to be the same up until like middle of November because the games are coming thick and fast. But... Guys, you can follow us at lamagicast.com. You can find all our previous episodes on the on the website, with the back catalogue. You can find us on all podcast platforms, so yeah, uh, Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, etc., etc. Joey, enjoy the rest of your your day off, the holiday for Canadian Thanksgiving, and thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Scott. It was uh, it was great talking to you about the this you know, the perfect week Roma had, and let's hope it continues. Enjoy your international break. I will be a wreck on Thursday when Scotland travel to Spain, hoping to grab a point to qualify for Euro 2024. So hopefully Scotland can do that or do that against Norway next month. But Even McTominay. Oh, he did it the, for Man U, he can do it again. The, the, the Scottish sedan. Do you know what? He scored two goals against Spain in March and... That was a wonderful performance. If we can grab something in Seville, uh, you you probably won't hear or see me from again because I'll be booking stuff for Germany next year. But no, I'll be happy to get to another Euros. But enjoy the international break, guys. Enjoy the football. We'll just enjoy some time and relax and not think about Roma. Ciao. Ciao. 